0: There are so many reasons that families choose Catholic educations for their children. The high quality level of academics challenges students to achieve a high level of success. And we know graduation rates are higher for both high school and college. And that education weaves our Catholic faith in all areas. So with that in mind, the Archdiocese of Portland welcomes their new director of Catholic education, Elias Moe, to continue the tradition of Christ centered education, and he's joining us today. Good morning, Elias. Thank you so much for joining us on The Morning Blend.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: It's great to have you for the first time on The Morning Show, perhaps the first of many more opportunities we'll have to talk. Tell first our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Um, Well, I'm originally a native of Southern California, uh, just the Ventura County, north of Los Angeles. And um, I went to uh, the University of Notre Dame after high school, and uh, from there, that's where I, I ended up through God's providence in Denver uh, as a member of the Alliance for Catholic Education program at Notre Dame, the ACE program, which for uh, listeners who aren't familiar with the ACE program, um, it's very similar to actually uh, the PLACE program that's present out here um, in the Archdiocese of Portland. But it's a two-year service teaching program where you sign your life away um, in post, for postgraduate work and ministry in Catholic schools. And Uh, And then you're uh, left to the mercy of a lottery system that sends you off to different dioceses across the country. And so that's how I landed in Denver as a fifth grade teacher. Um, And then from there, eventually became principal of the school where I was working at as a teacher. I was uh, in uh, the principal role for a few years then before being uh, asked by Archbishop Aquila in Denver to be the superintendent of Catholic schools, uh, a position I held for nearly six years up until this past January.
0: So, this past January, you and your family made the trip from Denver just a few weeks before Christmas, and you've settled now here in Portland. Tell our listeners a little bit about your family and how you're uh, bringing them up at Catholic Education at Christ the King.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're uh, happy to be parishioners at Christ the King Parish and to have uh, three of our five boys. So, my wife Claudia and I are. Uh, the proud parents of, of five beautifully rambunctious boys, um, and the the older three are uh, in fifth grade, third grade, and um, first grade, respectively. There at Christ the King.
0: Wow, how were they feeling about moving from Denver to Portland?
1: You know, uh, kids are resilient, but yeah. uh, at the same time, yeah, it was it was nerve wracking for them, and it was a. Uh, it was a, a big transition, I'd say, for all of us, but, but certainly for for them as they left behind, you know, a lot of their life and, and world. But, um, you know, we have just been really overwhelmed by the the love and uh, and the embrace of, of the community, both at Christ the King, but across the Archdiocese is important, really, as we've made this move in this transition.
0: Well, as I said, we have such wonderful Catholic schools in our area, and Boy, Christ the King, I'm sure, are very excited to welcome you and your family to uh, their congregation. If you are just tuning in, I'm talking this morning with Elias Mo. He is the Director of Catholic Education for the Archdiocese of Portland. Been in that position just about six weeks now. So we are glad and happy to have you here with us. So in your impressions, when you went from Denver to the Pacific Northwest, kind of how does it seem maybe the same as far as our Catholic schools are, and how is the culture of Portland maybe a little bit different than what you've experienced in Denver?
1: Sure, yeah. Well, you know, it was uh, it was a real blessing, uh, first of all, to um, have been in Denver for 16 years now. Um, uh, there's so many vibrant uh, things happening in, in the Church of Northern Colorado there at the Archdiocese of Denver. So in a lot of ways, actually, I think uh, this transition for us felt like a great opportunity to uh, to go on mission, and and that's really I think the context mm-hmm. that um, I was provided to to my wife and I by Archbishop Sample, by the community, uh, and uh, the folks that we met in discerning this move. But um, and I say that right, not as uh, as a statement to to declare that somehow right the culture here is so far behind others, but rather there's you know there's unique challenges I think that are present sure. in every local church, as there were in the Archdiocese of Denver. Um, and, uh, and so I think one of the things that we found that really, really inspired us um, was the Archbishop's vision to, to really go on mission to minister to salvation of Jesus Christ in a renewed way herein. Uh, the Church of Western Oregon, um, and to do that because he saw right that that there was already pockets of renewal emerging from local parish communities and school communities across the archdiocese, um, and and his deep conviction that um, that we in the times that we live in today, right, um, we have to really I think uh, come to terms with the fact that we we exist and we live in a context a societal, cultural context that is unique to our times, right? Perhaps similar to other moments in, in human history or even the church's history, um, where, you know, some might characterize it as bleak or, or, you know, consumed by antagonistic forces, forces that are antagonistic to a Catholic or Christian worldview, right? Um, and so certainly those are the challenges that aren't just unique, again, to the Pacific Northwest or the Earth's of Portland, we saw, I saw many of those in Colorado, um, in the Archdiocese of Denver and, and it's, I think, something that across the, the U.S. that we're seeing. But, but I think, right, therein lies an incredible opportunity for mission. Therein lies, I think, this hope that, um, that w- as the world is grappling with questions around, you know, why do we exist? What's, what's the purpose of human life? How will we, what is happiness? Where do we find that happiness, right? Where do we discover identity? That we actually don't have to look in earthly or temporal things, um, but Jesus Christ provides that answer, and and that we have an archbishop that is so on fire for revealing the person of Jesus Christ, right, to, uh, to his flock, to the residents of the state, uh, the western portion of the state of Oregon, right, um, and then... To extend that to the Catholic school's mission, right? To see the mission of the Catholic school as an extension of the Church's evangelizing mission to minister to salvation of Jesus Christ, that there's an incredible opportunity to engage in this. Um, I like to call it this rescue mission, really on behalf of the Church. That's an intellectual, emotional, spiritual one, um, with with the youngest. Uh, mm-hmm. in our community. Right. So that, that was just a great opportunity. So I, you know, differences is certainly in terms of, uh, geography and climate and things like that. Right. Um, but, uh, but similarities nonetheless, and, 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 in the times that we're in, I think a real opportunity to, to just engage in, in some really deep mission work, um, on behalf of the church.
0: Well, I can surely attest in uh, your time here in the Archdiocese of Portland, you're going to find that the food in Portland, yeah, is pretty top-notch. And if you enjoy a brew, well, you're not going to have to go too far to find a brewery here in Portland and great Catholic schools. least every parent has their reason for choosing Catholic schools. So what do you see as that special element, especially just in the short time that you've been here in the Archdiocese of Portland, that makes our Catholic schools really stand out?
1: You know, I in in my uh, career as a Catholic educator and and leader um, have really become convicted by the the Church's own belief and charter for her Catholic schools, right? And I think that we see the 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 endeavor of Catholic education uh, when when it can really embrace from the heart of the Church its its charge and its charter, um, delivering and bearing so many fruits ultimately, right? And I think there's there's many. Uh, Catholic school parents, perhaps, uh, who who can attest to to this in different ways and even ways that I'm not familiar with yet, right? But already I've heard of stories of renewals and and transformations of families, right, who through their children's Catholic education have felt an invitation to be called to something more, right? To be called to follow Jesus as parents, as a family, as a domestic church, um, who perhaps through the the encounter uh, that's provided with the Lord through a Catholic educational experience, right, um, are rediscovering what it means to be uh, a parent, a primary educator, as the Church would uh, would say, with conviction, right? The home as the first church, as the first school of the child. So, what's what is the the uh, the essence, if you will, that 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 we provide? Um, or have present in, in our school's culture that, um, that is different and distinct from other forms of education, and certainly you know, public, secular forms of education. It's this, this foundation that we have on uh, the, the role of the parents and the family, um, and that, that our schools lead through uh, and educate through parents right mm-hmm. not trying to usurp the role of the parent or uh, trying to replace the parent or uh, educate in spite of the parent but constantly seeking to invite the parent alongside as is the right order right um, Pius xi um, in an encyclical document on education noted that actually the institution of the school exists for the family for the family it has to be subsidiary to the family so this harmony between the church the family and the school, is what allows this this education uh, and formation to take place and to flourish the harmony uh, of those three things. So um, I've already seen that in just beautiful ways, where where the schools here have really embraced that charge. And it's messy, you know. It's messy because we also know that families come with their own challenges and human complexities sure. and dynamics. But, that, but there's a beauty, I think, in engaging in the deep work of working in the complexity and messiness of, of, of humanity, um, and, and to do so in a privileged and sacred space like a Catholic school where we can, again, um, come and bring it to the source and summit of everything, Jesus and our faith. Um, it, it transforms the, the endeavor altogether, right? Um, in a way that, again, I would argue personally, you can't find it in any other form of, of education.
0: Well, as a parent myself, whose children went through Catholic elementary school, recognizing me as the primary educator, there are many, many wonderful Catholic school teachers that have helped us along the way to bring forward children that we are just so very proud of. Elias, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, and I've enjoyed it so much more. I want to talk more about that role of the church in the school, but I'm already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue? Continue in the next half hour.
1: Absolutely. Happy to.
0: And I'm back this morning with Elias Moe. He is the Director of Catholic Education for the Archdiocese of Portland. He has been in the Pacific Northwest just a few short months and is taking on this role of Catholic education for our archdiocese. Elias, thank you so much for staying with us this morning. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Elias, as we went into break, we talked about those things about our Catholic schools that are so wonderful and how our teachers partner with parents to educate our children. That is the mission of the churches. Part of that is education. And there is a role you see for our parish priests in the lives of the education, the schools that, of the children in the schools that are on our campuses across the archdiocese, kind of how you see our parish priests role in, in every school in the archdiocese.
1: Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, again, before the break I, I described this harmony that the church says must exist between the church the family and the school right and so our priests play a, a crucial role in that harmony why they're the spiritual fathers mm-hmm. appointed over their parish communities right um who actually receive their authority through teaching uh it's it's in persona Christi, and, and and as in in the person of jesus right we we see that in the gospels jesus bestows or carries out his authority through teaching Um, That then gets handed on to his apostles, uh, who today, right, are the bishops that we have. And so um, our own Archbishop Sample uh, was ordained as a bishop to what? To teach, to sanctify, and to govern. And then he extends that down to his delegates his chief cooperators and partners, his priests. And so um, John Paul II um, noted that, uh, you know, again, a bishop is, is the father of the church in its entirety in his particular area. But then the father, the archbishop assigns an aspect or a, a delegates and uh, a charge to his priest over one corner of his church. Right. So um, what does a father do? A father protects. A father shepherds. A father um, encourages. A father bestows identity, um, and on behalf of the church, right? This is what priests do. That, that as a layman, I can't, I can't possibly, right? Give. Although, you know, this isn't to belittle or to to put down uh, the laity, right? In the life of the church, uh, because we're uh, our cooperation with our our spiritual fathers with our clergy is is important. But there is a a unique gift and gifting that our priests have to, to, to give and to offer to their community. So we need our priests deeply involved in the work of Catholic education as, again, The spiritual fathers who are going to protect the church's ideal and vision for education as those ministers who have been ordained to bring jesus christ himself to us in in the eucharist right Uh, but also those that accompany families and, and accompany the faculty and the staff and even just through their presence right can give a model and a witness of a uh, deep commitment and fidelity to the Lord and his church. And, and when you have a priest present and involved, it makes a huge difference in the life of the school. I've, I've witnessed it myself. Um, so, so our priests are, are critical for the, uh, the success and the flourishing of a healthy Catholic school community.
0: Elise, in an introduction letter to the Archdiocese upon your appointment to your role, you talked about getting to know our community across the Archdiocese. And then even in a recent reflection for the first week of Lent, you focused on listening. So in the short months since you have been appointed and you've been here in the Archdiocese of Portland, what are you hearing?
1: Yeah. You know, I haven't gone out yet to uh, to all the uh, the parishes and schools that I'd like to, but I uh, have had a chance already to, you know, I've gotten as far as south as Eugene thus far, but hopefully uh, if uh, we have any listeners down in Medford, we'll be getting down to you as well to, to visit you all. Um, but uh, but thus far, right, I think uh, one thing I have heard is there's a deep hunger. Um, there's a deep hunger uh, that, that I think manifests in the form of, of questions like, um, how do we continue to grow? How do we continue to renew what we're doing? Um, the, the, I have found that the Holy Spirit is constantly stirring renewal, right? And, you know, oftentimes, uh, there might be individuals who hear the word renewal or improvement and think, well, that means something's wrong or something's not going well. Um, I would actually have a different perspective. I would say that, um, for a, a, a Catholic school to continue to properly carry out its its mission and charism in, in the times that we're in, it has, has to constantly keep seeking to cooperate with the Holy spirit and renewing what it's doing to meet the demands of the times that we're in and the, and the reality of the community that it's serving. So, so I've, I've already heard and, and, um, thanks be to God, from pastors and school leaders who have said, you know, we, we want more. Um, and, and the question is how do we go about doing it? So I think there's a hunger. I've heard from parents too, who are hungry for uh, an education and formation that is also is also going to equip their their children and support them in equipping their children, not just with life skills or academic competencies, so they can you know move on to the next academic. Uh, next phase of their academic careers, let's say, or go on to have uh, rewarding professional careers, as good as those things are, right, um, and can be, I think what I hear from parents, or have started to hear from parents, is a deep desire to have their children in an environment where they will be formed intellectually and in virtue, and where the things that they want to cultivate in their children um, will also be uh, complemented and supplemented, right, in, in the school setting. Um, that they desire more for their children and and want them to be um, followers of, of Jesus and um, and faithful sons and daughters of the church so that's um, a little bit of what I've heard thus far on top of you know again I think what's expected challenges that we might be facing institutionally um, I, I do know that you know kind um, of the economic uncertainty of the times that we're in families are also wondering how do we afford, Catholic education, sure. right? Where do we go for support and and parishes that are experiencing the the challenges of that rising cost of, you know, hiring teachers and providing kind of the right curricular resources and materials with also the realities of most of our schools are tuition based institutions, right? So, uh, those are th- those are real things to grapple with and that we'll have to really tend to and work towards so that we can achieve what I think Archbishop Sample desires, and that's that uh, every family that desires in good faith to give their child the benefit of a a Catholic education that flows from the heart of the church will be able to have access to that.
0: Elias, you came to the Archdiocese of Portland in this role. We are well into the school year, and in fact, in just maybe four or five months. Teachers are going to be wrapping up their classrooms and heading into the summer months. So just in the short term, what are some of your goals that you hope to achieve before kids are out for the summer?
1: Yeah, yeah that's a great question. First, uh, to continue to to get to know the community, to meet uh, all our pastors and, and school leaders and, and families who, who have their children in our Catholic schools and get a good sense, again, um as, uh, you know, when my first conversations with leaders and, and with pastors, I said, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to come in here to impose a pre-made plan. Um, and that's not what Archbishop Sample wanted either, desires either. We really want to, I think, get a good sense of what are the gifts uh, and the bright spots, if you will, that are present currently in our schools so that we can f- build from there. Um, and then we can identify, right, in the midst of the challenges that we're experiencing, Above all, what is it that the Lord's asking and inviting us to recommit to, to reclaim, to renew, um, according to the reality of the times that we're in? Um, so that is, again, going to entail getting to know our community as best as possible. So, you know, and and what's left of this semester, uh, getting to know the community is of the utmost priority. But also, I think within that, starting to engage our pastors and leaders in conversations around um, and, and we've already begun to do this uh, in a variety of ways, uh, individual conversations through surveys, but trying to get a sense of their perspective. What are the obstacles to mission fulfillment? Um, what do they see are kind of the things that they feel at times lead to mission drift or, or can be distractions um, to prioritizing the most important things in, in mission? Uh, because from there, then we can really start to identify, right. and and discern the plan that the Lord desires that we put into place so that our pastors and our leaders are freed up as the heart of ministry to to be able to carry out the work of mission.
0: And then lastly, before we go today, I mean, that's a lot in just a few short months, but there are some long-term hopes and goals that we really want to see for our archdiocese. So in the future, how do you see the mission of your office of Catholic education lived out in the schools and the parishes in our archdiocese?
1: Yeah, you know, I have found in my experience as, um, uh, as a professional uh, in, in uh, diocesan work uh, now, um, again, you know, after six years in Denver and, and starting here in Portland, um, that diocesan offices or departments um, are at their best when they can equip uh, leaders, pastors, school leaders, right in my case, um, fortify them, uh, and then get out of their way to let them do the work. Um, and so long-term, my hope would be that, um, that our pastors and our school leaders would see that, that again, we're deeply committed to their ongoing formation, to accompanying them and discerning the will of God for their communities, and then removing obstacles and barriers where, where they might exist so that they can get to the most important things and to the work of mission. Um, but you know, if, if looking even further, right, um, I think the hope would be this, that, um, uh, that we can say in, in, in a moment that, um, We have, we are winning the world for Jesus through our Catholic schools. Mm -hmm. That would, that would be the, you know, the epitome, I think of what we can accomplish because at the end of the day, it wouldn't be about me. It wouldn't even be about the archbishop or any person's particular work, but the work of Jesus Christ in the world today to heal and to restore. Um, And, and that there's a deep conviction, at least on my part, that this can happen through the ministry of, of the school. Um, So, the more more stories, right? So hopefully it would be, right, then we can get you a guess the stories of, of families, parents, kids that have been transformed through this encounter with Jesus Christ because of the experience that they had in a Catholic school.
0: Elias, I think that your message fills the hearts of so many parents who are listening with excitement and enthusiasm for our Catholic schools. I'd like to think that in this world in Portland, Oregon, where there's so much darkness that we see that our Catholic schools and archdiocese be a beacon of light and hope for families and children for many, many more years. It's wonderful to have you on the show today. We welcome you to the archdiocese and we look forward to having you back on the show in the future.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.